welcome to another episode of the Accidental Podcasters. Wait, is this our 10th episode? It might be. It feels like it could be, but I don't I know. I'm going to check now because, oh my God, 10 episodes. We, ne we never say the number. We always just wonder what number it is, but no one ever knows. Yeah. So much fun. Um, it yeah. Is. Yeah, last one was Crazy Rotations, so now it's number 10. Amazing. Great. I can't believe we got to 10. Um, like that Paul Rudd meme, like, look at us. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought? <laughs> oh my god. Not me. Well, what have you been up to? Um, well, not much. Uni stuff. It's about to, like, term paper season is about to start for me, so that's fun. Um, just reading Othello over and over again. That's me. Ugh. What about you? <laughs> no fun. Uh, also exhausted. Like I'm doing like this. Well, you know, but people don't know. So I'm gonna. Tell. <laughs> uh, like we have like. So I finished on June the 18th, but now we have like this course that we have to do on our own. So I'm doing like this programming assignment, and I'm learning Python, but I'm not actually learning it because. It's like so much and I just, I don't remember anything that I've read. Um, and it's just like a pass and fail. And I can't believe that I'm like, I'm doing so much for that programming assignment that is just pass or fail. And then mm -hmm. I have the other one that is actually graded that I'm just gonna do in like two days because this one is taking me so much time. Yeah, no, I yeah. get that. I'm, I'm a chronic overachiever too, but I also have trouble actually bringing myself to do stuff so it's very tricky but yeah I get that it really doesn't matter to me like what the stakes are for a class like either I care about it and then I will put in like a lot of work or I just don't care enough and then I'll just do whatever it takes to somehow make it through the class <laughs> yeah I know I'm just whatever I just want it to be over now I'm so tired yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And I'm also I'm also getting the vaccine on the 18th. So yay, yay, I saw. That's so cool. That's your first dose. And then yeah. Yeah. Do you do you already have uh an appointment for the second dose? No. Um okay. because I actually don't know which vaccine I'm gonna get. I need to um I actually need to like go to my GP and get like, I don't know. I need to ask him to write me something because I need to have like the full vaccine by, I don't know, like the end of August, I guess, when I move. Mm. So yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because I got like both appointments at the same time. So I think my second dose is on the 24th or something. So yeah. Yay. Fun stuff. Yes. <laughs> but talking about chronic overachieving, <laughs> wait, wait. We're, we're talking about greener grass <laughs> yeah wait i actually i forgot to open my can so now i'm gonna make like so much noise so i'm gonna mute myself and you can say something <laughs> um fine <laughs> um we're talking about greener grass which was directed by jocelyn deber and don Lubber. i want to say Lubber, but that's probably wrong i don't know yeah we don't know. i don't know how to say it and I didn't check, so. Yeah, I wanted to check and then I forgot. 
which is that's, difficult. That's great. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, do I you recommended it to me several yeah. times. Um, so now I watched it and I loved it. <laughs> um, I actually, so, um, so one of my friends is a big fan of this movie and she constantly talks about it and she loved it once on what about so i was like oh well i'll watch it then so i know yeah, it's, it's definitely one that you either love or hate like yeah. it's very like there's no in between like you have to be into it and you have to go along with what's happening or you just and that's fine like honestly i would i wouldn't agree but i would understand and see where people who just don't vibe with this movie like are coming from because it's just it's it's very it's a very special little movie <laughs> it is um and it also stars a lot of like um i don't know kind of famous people like <laughs> i don't know how to define them but mm -hmm. Yeah, famous people when you watch a lot of like sitcoms and follow improv groups and yeah. stuff. <laughs> like Beck Bennett is on SNL. Yeah. Then Neil Casey, who was in Silicon Valley and in one episode of Superstore. <laughs> um, uh, and then Mary Holland. I love her. She's Mary so Holland is great. Yeah. Also, she looks so much like Sarah Paulson. <laughs> I don't see it. I've seen that before. Like I saw it a lot when Happy Season came out and I just, I don't see it. Oh. Maybe it's me. I don't see it. Um, because like sometimes I'm like looking at her, especially in this movie because she's wearing like that um, like red wig. I don't know why she looks so much like Sarah Paulson to me in this movie. Like not so much in Happiest Season, mm -hmm. but in this one, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because like Sarah Paulson wears a lot of wigs in like movies that she does. But I don't know. Okay, whatever. Well, also, also, also Darcy Carden from yeah, Kiss, which I didn't know. I didn't look at the cast list, and I was pleasantly surprised to find like <laughs> I texted Martina about uh, Neil Casey, like. Wow, this man was in one episode of Superstore, and I can tell—I can tell you his entire arc that happened for like twenty minutes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then there is Don Marie Jones, who was in Glee. Our beloved, yes. Cross Priest. Yeah. Just I just remember that episode of Glee in which, are, you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> There's so many. Well, okay. Well, like, like, it's like in season two. So it's one of the first episodes in which like Coach Beast has a storyline. And there are all the boys in the Glee Club that think about, like Sam starts it. Like he thinks about her when like- Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. There's a, th things, there's a lot of questionable Beast storylines. Like I love, yeah. I love her, and I love Dot Marie, Dot Marie Jones. I just sometimes, well, all of Glee makes me cringe and question everything. But I don't, I don't always love the way they treated her character. But yeah, yeah, yeah no good conversation ever, <laughs> ever starts with. This reminds me of that one Glee, Glee episode. Yeah, 
No, absolutely not. Okay. Anyways, the synopsis. Should I read that? I will read mm -hmm. that. Okay. The suburban soccer moms find themselves constantly competing against each other in their personal lives as their kids settle their differences on the field. Great. Awesome. Also, before it was made into a feature film, it was a short film. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so go watch that. I've seen it. It's on Vimeo. Yes. And I but also, also don't, don't watch it before the, the film because it spoils a lot of cool scenes and things and it's cooler in the feature film like yeah and also there are other or there are a bunch of other uh short films that um jocelyn and don made and i love them um but yeah we'll talk about it later okay okay let's get into something i guess before we just ramble about the stuff that doesn't yeah. matter right now um okay well what do you what did you think of the movie since you just watched so it? i went in kind of blind all i knew is what it looked like like i knew that like i'd seen a few clips and like some screen caps and stuff so i knew the like what it looked like again um but i had no idea about the plot um and it, um, I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what to say, like it very much, I, I'm, I'm glad I went in without knowing anything, I think it's the best experience, um, because it's just, it's so much fun, it's scary, in a way, like it's a very unsettling film, like parts of it very much, like especially with the score at times, like it really feels like, wait, are we going full horror but we we never really do but then also it very much is in my opinion you could write about this film as if it is a horror film because it's deeply scary um and i think i could very much write essays about this film like for hours because it's there's so much to unpack yep there is really so much yeah um why are you looking <laughs> at Am I? <laughs> Sorry. What the fuck? Okay. Um, no, not, not on purpose. <laughs> um, so, wait, yeah. So basically, I've taken like this class that was basically about gender and horror films. And I told my professor about this movie. She hadn't seen it. And I was like, well, it's kind of a horror. So, yeah. Yeah. Did, you, did um, she watch it? I don't know because it was my last lesson, I believe. So, okay, not the chance to after anymore. But um, I think it's such a great film, and as you said, it's like it has so much, and I love how like they use satire and comedy kind of yeah to just like talk about like this very unsettling thing. And yeah, the comedy. That's the thing. As like important the like themes that it satirizes are and as like well done the movie is like the comedy is so good like it's a very specific brand of comedy and obviously like Jocelyn and Don have been working together for like a while so obviously it, it just all works and it like flows very well but the jokes it's such a specific brand of comedy like I want more comedy 
films or like comedy in general written by women like I need more of that stuff because it's just so like no man could have written this film uh and not not just because of like the themes of um gender and motherhood and all of that but also just the jokes like yeah and this is I don't know if I've told you this because it's I don't know if it's embarrassing it's just weird but I for years have had like this weird obsession or like interest with like um American like these specific Christian fundamentalist like families or like mothers that like yeah no but that like uh that like document their lives on social media and like paint it as this like miss- missionary like I'm doing this for God but at the end of the day they're really just spouting like this trad wife um very harmful anti-feminist sexist horrible stuff and they're very clearly like most of these women are so clearly unhappy and like they always talk about like it's really sinister and dystopian how they always talk about you don't have to be happy in your marriage like there's so many blog posts that these women write about like you don't have to be happy in your marriage like your husband doesn't have to be your best friend like you don't have to want children to be a mother like it's so sinister and so much of this movie reminded me of that I just threw my phone. Okay. Great. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, that's so cool that you were so interested in this beautiful stuff. <laughs> it's a very weird rabbit hole, but it's also so sad. Like if these women weren't so like deeply conservative and horrible people, like I would feel so bad for them because they're so clearly unhappy in their lives. But yeah. Well. Um, yeah, and I going back to like the thing about like you know women writing this kind of comedy it, it actually like I guess like the comedy reminded me of Kajillionaire yeah like, no I agree Miranda July. and like actually like Miranda July's whole like uh jokes not really jokes but like her way of making movies because she made another one before I think it was like her first um uh, me and her- you and everyone we know Yes. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen that. And it's also like, you know, it has like the same like comedy, yeah, comedy like features, I guess. It's kind of quirky and yeah. weird. Um, I didn't love it as much as um, Kajolina, not, not yeah. even slightly, but it just has that essence that no one else could write. Um, yeah. And it's just very, as you said, I, I don't know if I love that word, but it's just so accurate because it, it has that quirkiness. Because yeah. It's just so unique to these women yeah and also another one um so there's this like filmmaker her name is bridie elliott she was in silicon valley she played um oh god what's her name now winnie so richard richard's girlfriend for like one episode like they have like that whole argument about spaces and tabs oh okay yeah Yeah. i haven't really watched yet i would put her in this category of like quirky women <laughs> yeah um so she made a feature that i haven't seen yet but i will get to it well i read some reviews and everyone is kind of disappointed with it but i don't care because i loved her short films and there's one i don't remember the name of it but still it's so like it, it also is like quirky 
Instead of like a Miranda July and like Jocelyn Bourne, Delam, I don't know how to say her surname. We know what we're talking about like this category of like women. Um, yeah. So yeah, also her. Um, I hope she'll do something soon. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Check out her shorts because they're fun and they're weird. Yeah, and, I do yeah. want to check out um, Jocelyn and Dawn, Dawn's uh, other shorts. So you'll have to give me some recommend blah, recommendations. Yeah. But there's not a lot of them, right? No. So I'll, just, I'll just watch them sometime. Yep. Um, there is one called The Arrival. And in that one, there's Jocelyn giving her child to Dawn again. I know. I saw that one. I didn't know. I didn't watch it, but I saw it on Letterboxd and I saw the description and I thought, wow, familiar. <laughs> they love giving away child. Child. Amazing. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. No. No, you can go. No, I was going to say, like, I, like, the, like, the exchange of the child of the child that immediately just rang so many bells because like children and husbands as like status symbols is so interesting to me in that film um and just in general as like a discussion I actually wrote about this in one of my papers for about Jane Austen but <laughs> transferred to this film apparently because it still applies um I, th I think it's so interesting because analyzing this film thinking about how much these people like individually actually care about either having a husband or the husband they have or like the wife they have or the children they have it's so interesting especially after well I don't want to spoil the film are we spoiling the film yeah I mean okay well after the child turns into a dog like it's so in that just that was the turning point like I was already in but when that happened I just I knew this was going to be like a favorite because that's the type of stupid stuff that also means so much. Yeah. That I love. Um, talking about the husband, one of my favorite scenes is like kind of like it's almost at the beginning. Um, and it's when like Jill and Lisa are making out with their husbands, but they're making out with the wrong husbands. <laughs> and at some point, they're like, wrong oh, husbands. It's so husband. funny. And it's, I saw it coming, I did see that coming, but it was still funny because like you think, because the first time they kissed the wrong husbands, like the kisses look so awkward and weird. And then you kind of think, wait, this isn't right. Um, but then when they make out with the real husbands, it still looks weird and awkward. So it's double funny. Like it's so yeah. funny if you see the joke coming. Yeah, um, I saw it coming because they were wearing different, like, so I yeah, was like the colored flips. <laughs> so I was like, wait. Um, but you know what's what's interesting, I feel like it's that like they can't even recognize their own husband. It it's just because like they mean this they don't mean anything to them in the end. But they're just like kissing the wrong husband. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, they're just like, you know, just objects like they go around with, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> but also, I mean, like the actors, like the acting in this movie is so much fun. I feel like they had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. In this weird thing. Um, yeah. And also, another one of my favorite scenes is when they're at the restaurant. 
Yeah, I, I, um, it, it just looks like the, the, the outfits that the waiters are wearing. It's so perfect. Like the costuming in this thing, like talking, like we could talk about the colors, I think, especially all day, but like even the colors aside and all of that coding there, like just the costumes, it all looks so good. Like it's just insane and it yeah. all works so well. Yeah. Also, well, since like we're talking about that scene, so like when like the the, <laughs> the waiters just throw the the food on the on the floor accidentally, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry, we'll eat it," and they just go on the floor and like eat the food from the floor. And so I feel like like that's another like part in which you can see like Jill and how she's like she's just really trying to be so selfless and giving herself to the community i guess by like giving giving away her baby to her best friend i guess best yep. friend? Well, well um are they friends yeah exactly um and how she's always like putting on a persona and trying to be nice to everyone um but yeah and she's she doesn't really have like a real she's not really a real person to anyone but i guess maybe julian yeah um and then julian stops being a person yeah and that's when she yeah that's losing it but um what was it fuck <laughs> um oh another well. one of my favorite scenes is whenever like it happens again in the end and i wasn't expecting it to come back but when they like at the crossroads with like the four golf carts and they can't decide who goes first because it's like, no, I want to be the nicest person. Like we all clearly want to go, but I have to be nice to you. So you go first. So to prove to me that I'm nicer. And it's so funny um, because it comes back. And then in the last scene, not the last scene, but the next time it happens where Jill just loses it and screams, just go. Yeah. It's so delicious. So yeah. good. Um, I was about to talk about Julian. I guess we can. Oh wait, should we? I have something else to say about uh, Jill's husband, and then I guess mm -hmm. we can go into Julian because Julian's like a bit longer. I guess I don't know, and they're connected. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> another one of my favorite things, and like one of the best like detail is like. Um, Jill's husband drinking the pool water and only drinking the pool water and when he made like the popsicle. I was going to say the popsicles and then when he swims in the water and tries to drink it. It's so funny. Like it's the only I guess it's like that's his way out of that whole system. Yeah. And I don't know, and I everything always comes back to the pool. And like they always have conversations about the pool. Yeah. Because like, what what else are they going to talk about? That's the thing. They can't really talk about real yeah. stuff. They can't talk about their emotions. They can't talk about anything that like disrupts this perfect facade they have like constructed for themselves. So and that's like the symbolism with the braces and stuff. That's like an, another whole thing. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, love the pool. And, and Julian, who is like the child that is like weird and 
you know, he doesn't fit in. He doesn't want to play soccer. He cannot play baseball with his dad. He just cries. And then what else does he do? I don't know. Well, he doesn't want to go to the bathroom for some reason. <laughs> and then he, he falls into the pool. The pool again, he becomes a dog. And finally, he becomes everything that his dad wanted. Yeah. He's just like the perfect child. <laughs> the perfect child, a dog. Yeah. A dog that never causes any problems. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. And the child is played by young Luke in Haunting of Hill House. I have to yeah. point that out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, also another thing. So there's also like some kind of like commentary on racism. And they're like asking, I don't remember um, the name of the character. But they're like asking the black woman if she's an athlete. Oh she's yeah. Always, yeah. She's always like wearing like kind of athletic clothes. I don't know when she's dressed like a cheerleader and stuff. And she's like, no, why why would you ask me that? And then when they're like at the what are you doing? Is it like they meet her at the grocery store? Yes. No, Jill meets her again, yeah. Yeah. And then when they're like, um, when Jill and Lisa are taking their kids to, what are they doing? I don't even know. Is it like karate? Oh, I think it's, it might be Taekwondo. I don't know. Okay. Well, I used to do Taekwondo. Oh, <laughs> but um, Lisa's, yeah, Lisa's wearing chopsticks in her hair. Is she? I, I didn't, yes. that's one of the things I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I yeah. think I th I feel like her name is Marianne. I don't know. Oh, the black right. woman. Yeah. Okay. But I. Wait, Kim be, is but yeah, but, Okay. Um, they they only ever talk to her in like situations where they have to talk to each other because there's no other way. Like in the grocery store, like if you meet someone at the grocery store that you know you're going to like exchange a few words, or like when they bring their like children to like karate um like she's there so of course they're going to make conversations but she's never to in invited to any of the um like big things and they never like take her to a restaurant or anything like they're clearly not close friends they just again take up this like friendly facade because they have to but she's yeah. clearly not in their like inner friend circle yeah um and also, like, Kiman is so funny. And she's like, oh, why did you give away your baby? And, like, Jill is, like, already starting to, like, like, oh, yeah, why did I give away my baby? Mm -hmm. And Kiman is like, yeah, why did you give it to me? <laughs> so funny. And then, like, when when Jill brings her the, the what's it called? Like, the tackle. It's, it's, a, it's the five-layer dip. And yeah. then Jackie Man is disappointed that it's not a seven layer dip. Yeah. And then she places it on the floor instead of on like the so table far. next to them. So good. Um, yeah. What else? Wait, I had more. No, I just got everything. I should have taken notes, I feel like. Yep. But yeah. Oh, the braces. 
Yeah, the braces. Everyone's wearing braces because I guess like they're kind of they feel younger. They have braces. Yeah, but only the the, the adults have yeah wearing braces. And then also clearly the implications were because I saw pictures of Jill or like Justin Bieber of wearing the braces. So I went into the film thinking that only she was going to wear the braces, but everyone does. Which yeah, kind of yeah. implies that like some of them have to have perfect teeth that don't need braces. Like they clearly don't all need braces. So the implication there is like you can never be perfect in enough. And then obviously there's a connection to like speech and you can't say anything, everything you want to say and stuff. And then at the end she takes the braces off and it's all very bloody and stuff. So it's the whole thing. Yeah. And also talking about bloody things, when Jill goes to get a haircut when the hairdresser cuts her hair there's blood coming out <laughs> um so I, guess, I don't know i feel like i don't know having like long hair is like a synonym of beauty for them so like getting it cut off just like yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah you don't I, don't think there's a sing single adult woman in that film who doesn't have long hair so that's yeah and um and then well the um murder of the yoga teacher and little helen like summary jones character that's interesting because like so she killed the yoga teacher then she goes after jill so why <laughs> I guess, I don't know, I kind of, I feel like she's like this character who is not really a character, but she's like trying to keep like the balance in the neighborhood. I, like, I don't know, maybe the yoga teacher does something that probably like she was doing what Jill um, was trying to do. Yeah. And well, she, she got herself killed uh, while doing that because she was like breaking laws of the neighborhood I guess um yeah also when we see little Helen she's like drenched so I guess did she go into the pool <laughs> um how many people <laughs> go into the pool um yeah I don't know and like also like I feel like she doesn't really fit in like everyone is so perfect and uh with their like stupid dresses and like everyone has a color and then she's just like yeah she's very much that because like with her like smudged lipstick and stuff like she's very much meant to like completely disrupt this like image of perfect femininity in that neighborhood which is it's it i feel bad for dr marie jones when we've been casted as like that role but it's so per it's perfect yeah um and it's funny because like she's not she's like disrupting femininity in herself but then yeah. she's trying to she has to like keep the, the balance of yeah that femininity of other people yes yeah who feel like that you know i guess some other people have something else yeah. to think about it but yeah yeah and clearly brings them both like internal pain to like disrupt that by like like the blood when they cut the hair and then the braces and stuff 
obviously, but also like they're completely excluded from the neighborhood. So it's just very fucked up all around. And I, in my head, I keep still drawing parallels to like the, my Christian fundamentalist <laughs> families that I stalk on Instagram. But it's, yeah. have, you, have you never seen that video? Like that girl defined cringe? Oh yeah. Them. I've been oh, following oh. them for like four years. Like oh. I'm all in, I know everything about their family. And it's so sinister and I hate them so much, but it's so entertaining because it's like, I'd feel, I would feel so bad for them if they weren't so racist and homophobic and terrible. Um, but they're all so clearly unhappy in their lives because they will not allow themselves to, yeah. but also because it's painful because if you're in an environment like that, like obviously this film is very like highly stylized and it's meant to, like, it doesn't feel real, but like these communities, exist and it's like even in, if it's not like a tight-knit community like that's a thing that like patriarchy exists like I don't have to tell you this <laughs> like hi um yeah. like it's we live in a society we live in a society okay we live in a society. <laughs> uh, you're you're the female joker <laughs> Okay, excuse um, me <laughs> wait and no, but like honestly oh. if anything makes me start my like female joker arc it's that list of like female joker movies that had easy a on it or like heathers where like are you really telling me veronica is the joker when jd is the yeah. murderer anyway <laughs> yeah well okay um no wait it's talking about like those christian girls there's a priest in the movie yeah so we can also <laughs> i know and he tells them that they're catholics yeah or christians i don't remember but still no. something about christianity where there's a priest so of course they're <laughs> um, yeah but it's interesting because like the, the priest character is there and it implies that it, it exists in that universe but you never actually hear well you never actually hear the characters like justifying their actions and their lifestyle with anything it's just yeah it just exists it's like their status quo yeah yeah and um you know what's really i don't know one of my favorite things is also like how lisa always looks up to jill and everything that she does like for example when like julian uh when they were at the like how is it called i don't know like the final show for like the kids at school. And Julian's like playing random notes on the piano. And then Lisa tells her kid that actually Julian did something interesting and not like stupid. So even though like, like Julian completely blew the whole thing, I was just doing random things. Lisa's still like, oh yeah, that's still, good better no. than what you did um but in like in the end like she really wants to have lisa like wait oh my god <laughs> okay so lisa really wants to have jill's life and yeah, yeah she actually has her life and she's yeah. in her home and she starts wearing those long earrings 
they look like you know like those things that you put on like um yeah drawers i don't know yeah like the tasseled earring yeah yeah Yeah. and like clearly the implication there is because jill had that perfect life that lisa wanted and it clearly made her go insane not made her go insane but like it clearly didn't work for her it clearly wasn't perfect she was clearly unhappy so like what's going to happen to lisa when she has that life like it's not going to be fun yeah and also like also lisa always tries to i don't know be the the kind of like the best one in the neighborhood when she like puts her put the the, the soccer ball on her, and, or in her dress and she's like <laughs> <laughs> she goes around to the soccer ball. It's like a baby. Also, in the end, when they realize that they're playing soccer, like on graves. Oh yeah. Like I. That's another whole thing. But it really made me wonder, what are funerals like in that universe? Like, how? Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. Yeah. Thinking, yeah, well, because they're not allowed to be unhappy or sad, so it would be very creepy. Well, cool, I guess, good for now. <laughs> not really. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really appreciate Jocelyn and Don for like doing things like this, and like, I don't know, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like it's a very underappreciated movie. Um, but, you know, more people should watch it. Um, and that's kind of that. So please go watch this movie if you haven't. We spoiled it, but you yeah. should go watch it. We spoil everything, but go watch it. Go watch it. It's worth it just for the... Yeah. visuals i guess but like also about everything else yeah um uh, yeah i guess i'm thinking i don't have anything else to say i believe let me find our quiz yeah um, i forgot to save the link but i have it wait um there you go thank you Quizzes. What type of suburban mom are you? Oh my god. <laughs> ah, that's right. Very <laughs> fitting. Because okay. if, if there's one thing this film showed us, is that that's the life we want to achieve. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Do okay. you want to read the first question? Yeah. Okay. What would you bring to a cookout? So there are some uh, uh, like cutlery, uh, like plastic yeah. cutlery. What's that? Beans. Oh well, that's so, so yeah. No, isn't it like edamame? What do you say it in English? I don't know. I just call them beans. <laughs> well, green stringy beans. Okay. Um, fruit or some kind of cakes. So they're not cakes. They're like tarts. Apple pie, I think. Yeah, the one doesn't like the one at the back is like dark. Yeah, that's, that's not the apples. No, how? No, that's not apple. It's like cherry. Well, it could also be a cherry oh, pie. Cherry pie. Okay, great. 
Okay. Fruit pie. <laughs> um, I think I'll just I just bring cutlery. I'll bring the fruit. Um, great. The next question is pick an essential oil. <laughs> um, so there's peppermint. There's something called on guard. There's something called invigorate in this lavender oil. Ah. <laughs> uh i go with lavender. I'll always go with lavender. I love lavender so much. And it's so annoying because everything lavender scented is also purple. Yes. My life is so hard. <laughs> well, all right. Okay, pick a kid's room. Well, well, there's a white one and like yellow and orange one. And then there's like a, I don't know like a white and bluish one and then there's a very minimal kind of yeah the last one just looks like an adult bedroom yeah i think i just picked the bottom left one like the like it, it has the most toys in it like i don't care what my child's room looks like just needs yeah. to have toys like i'll go with the first one the toys are like here <laughs> um which sport does your child play gymnastics soccer basketball tennis I think I go gymnastics. Most okay. interesting. Stylish diaper bag. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm not gonna scoop those diaper bags and just say which one gonna go. I think the the last one. Or like the bottom left one. No, the last one. Yeah, me too, the last one. So we, we go we both go with the grey one. Yeah. Like small looks, like my, looks like my bedding um pick a homework space uh well i won't describe these <laughs> i think they're all kind they're all they're all fine they all look child appropriate probably the bottom left one looks the coolest yeah me too i feel like we're gonna get the same finally pick a mom activity aerobics class going to the spa, book club, or yoga. <laughs> Why is this? Oh my god. Okay. Um, you're going to go with book club. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, um, I hate book clubs. I hate the spa. Excuse me, this podcast started because of a book club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I go with yoga. Okay. Okay. Oh. It's kind of eerie because I got the overachiever. Oh, yeah. You're a Jill. Yeah, I am. What did you get? I got the health nut. <laughs> um, well, you want to read yours? Okay, um, you always make sure your child is eating completely organic foods without GMOs and that they have a healthy amount of exercise. Oh, and I left a list of allergies with you. Be especially careful about yellow dye number two. Oh my God. My, mine says, you always go above and beyond and everyone knows it. You're the mom in the cul-de-sac who everyone secretly aspires to be. Oh, it is Jill. Um, I heard Jimmy lost his soccer game, so I baked this pie, pie for you all. Which then you would reply with your 
with your warning about dye number two. Yeah. Well, that's that was interesting, Jill. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, I do great. always try to get my friends to start book clubs with me. So there you go. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, great book club. We're talking about movies now. <laughs> no one saw that coming. <laughs> okay. Well good. Great. Why? We're not the same. Oh, I, for a second, I thought it said my screen stopped recording and I was going to say why we didn't say goodbye. What the? Oh, God. Uh, well, um, I don't know what we're going to do next. We'll find out. Yeah. Keeping it interesting. It Maybe the next episode, it may be the one after that. We're going to talk about Spiral. Oh, yeah. And we're gonna kind of review the Soul franchise with yeah. our friend Mia. We Max also Max Mangala, world-renowned actor. <laughs> okay. um, also, maybe there's a Superstock episode coming up once you finish it. We might do that. Yeah, um, yeah. because my Wi-Fi was out for a whole week, so I'm still in, on season four. Like yeah. Through it. But I'm yeah. watching it now, so yeah. So much coming up. Um, and it's funny because my Wi-Fi was out for a day too, but then it came I back it, and yours didn't. Yeah, no, the first day of both. I think it went out on the same day for both of us. Yeah. But then mine came back. But that's was also because a, my Wi-Fi, because I live in a dorm building, it's just the university Wi-Fi, so that needed to be fixed quite oh, quickly. Because my mine was um went out because there was a thunderstorm and like a thunder oh. is the uh, oh no it is something whatever not right. good yeah. okay well thank you for listening see you, next week. That, <laughs> see you next week see you next week bye bye